Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yes, indeed. I am joined this morning by Mary Meyer from the University of Minnesota. Good morning to you, Mary. I know she's there. Good morning, Denny. Great well, to he... hear your voice and be on the show. Thanks very much. You had my heart go pitter-pat just a little bit, so I'm glad you're there. Uh, yes, Mary, I'm of course. Good. Uh, Mary uh, uh, is going to help us out, you out, either by phone or by text. So if you have any uh, kind of a lawn or garden sh- uh, question and you're a listener to the show, you know we tend to get real busy. So don't wait. We always hate it when we run out of time uh, at the end of the show to, to answer your question. So call it in or text it in. Same number applies, 651-989-9226. Mary, I, I wanted to ask you, first of all, and uh, about our lawns. I mean, I, you know, we, we could have limited watering restrictions. Uh, and I look at some what looks like dead spots. Will these spots come back? I mean, I know it goes into dormancy, but... Uh, is there still uh, hope for for our lawns? Yes, Denny, there still is hope for our lawns. Um, many of our cool season grasses are uh, used to going into a dormant uh, dormancy, a dormant period when we have excessive heat. Now, they won't indefinitely last like that, but they can last for oh, around four, maybe six weeks of uh, really reduced water uh, conditions when the weather is hot. Um, So the other thing is it depends on what kind of cool season grass you have. Uh, Kentucky bluegrass tends to go into dormancy right away, where our fine fescues don't do that uh, as quickly. So uh, if you uh, have a combination of grasses in your lawn, that will really help. I want to ask you what you do to, at home with, with your personal, your lawn and garden. What uh, is there anything yeah, you're doing what do during I do? this time? Yeah. Yeah, so I do not have an in-ground irrigation system on my uh, home lawn. Uh, I am fortunate that it's fairly shady in the front, and that is uh, very helpful. If you have shade, that will actually protect the lawn 
and help it from uh, drying out as much. So shade can help. And then it, I let it go. It's a lot of fine fescue, so it doesn't go dormant uh, right away. And then if we get to four weeks of dormancy, after four weeks of brown is when I think we really have to do something. Mm. So, so that is when I follow the restrictions that are in my city for watering, and I try to water early in the morning because most cities will have some type of a restriction now. Um, uh, the city of Plymouth, where I live, it's you can only water on the days, odd even days, depending on your house number, and then only watering uh, early in the morning. So that 12 to 5, the hottest part of the day, there's usually a restriction on anybody watering uh, at that time. I think you're so, right. I think that's the same yeah. with uh, around our neighborhood, too. Um, if you have a lawn or garden question, call it in or text it in. Uh, in fact, let's go to the phones. Uh, Mary Al is calling in from St. Paul. Go ahead, Al. Mary's listening. Uh, two, week, two weeks ago, uh, somebody called in. I tried to call in last week, but I called a little too late. But anyhow, uh, they said that something was uh, causing uh, dripping down off, off of a birch tree. Uh, and um, and that's, it was probably caused by aphids. And they could be controlled with melocyan, uh, but this probably could be controlled with something more mild than that, too. Okay, what do you think of that comment, Mary? Yes, yeah, so we know that aphids secrete the honeydew, and that is a sticky substance that um, ants, other insects, and so on will be attracted to and feed on. And then that uh, sticky substance can get often get very black and ugly looking and uh, sticky. So aphid control, um, there are a couple of recommendations for aphids. Now, malathion is a uh, heavy-duty insecticide. It kills a lot of insects in, in addition to aphids. Um, normally, aphids in and of itself are not so much of a problem that you have to uh, control them. And for most um, most plants, I usually recommend a spray of water. Just water in and of itself will dislodge a lot of aphids. There are insecticidal soaps, and there's also neem oil that will control aphids. But uh, they're not the, the most dis destructive insect uh, to really consider. But I would simply uh, use water uh, to wash them off if, if it is indeed an aphid uh, issue. So the first thing to do, right, is always determine what insect do you have that you need to control. Makes sense. Uh, back to the phones we go, Mary. Judy is calling in this morning from Forest Lake. Good morning, Judy. You're on CCO. Good morning. I enjoy your program very much. Thank you. Um, I have a very mature pine tree that this spring had the lower limbs, uh, which were dead, uh, taken off. So it's up about now four feet. And I have clumps of grass and other types of weedy um, plants under the tree. I would like to kill them. And I would also love weedy um, plants under the tree. I would like to kill them. And I would also like to put down a layer of mulch. Would I be best to kill the weeds before I put the mulch down? Or should I let them come up 
over or through the mulch and then kill them? And will it harm the tree? So, Judy, what I would do if that was my situation, I would go in and hand weed, pull out those weeds, or cut them off with a lawnmower. Um, if it's a shady condition under under a pine tree, it's usually a shady condition and usually very dry. So not a lot of plants are going to want to grow there. So I would remove the ones uh, that are there, and then I'd put down a layer of mulch. Uh, you, I would put down two inches or less of mulch and um, not... And not any more than that, but two inches should be enough to control most of the weeds. Okay. This texture, uh, Mary, says that they have uh, two very tall hedge-like trees. They look like spires or tall, skinny Christmas trees. Is it okay to cut off a third to shorten them? And if so, when is this okay to do? What do you think of that? Well, it'd be great to know what kind of trees these yeah. were, but there's some type of an evergreen, maybe uh, maybe an arborvita. they might be. But you can do that. You can prune off a third of the growth on the, on the top of the tree. Uh, for most plants, that will encourage uh, side branches to grow out, and that is true of an arborvita. We'll have, it's more difficult if it's a pines uh, and a true conifer for that really to shoot out from the sides. Um, but uh, you can, can prune off a third of it. Uh, I would do it right now. Uh, July 15th is often my <laughs> D-Day for just stopping pruning, uh, heavy pruning like this, uh, because you don't want to encourage new growth as we go into the winter. But as it's, we have enough time now for new growth to harden off before we get into the winter. So, yeah, try it out. But ideally, you'd like to know what that plant really is. Sure. That makes sense. Mary, hang on. We'll take a bit of a break here. We have more show to come. So uh, you folks on the line, hang on. And if you want to send a text instead of a phone call, same number, 651 651- Nine eight nine nine two two six. We'll be back with Smart Garden here on News Talk eight three zero WCCO. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, good morning. We're just joining us here on Smart Garden. Mary Meyer from the U of M is helping you out this morning, either by text or by phone. And we have both Mary 651 Nine eight nine nine two two six. See who's been waiting. Uh, Karen in Watertown, I think, is first up here. Thank you, Karen. What's your question for Mary? Good morning. Um, we try to listen to your show every every Saturday. Um, Great. We have two tomato plants that we pot up uh, because we don't have a place for a garden. But I think the large one is a celebrity. The other one is a sun sugar. But the celebrity that we've had two ripe tomatoes and they're turning rotten on the bottom. What would cause that? So that's a condition called blossom end rot. And, um, yeah, it's very um, disturbing, especially when it happens on your first tomatoes, which is usually exactly when it happens. You're so happy to get a first tomato and turn it over and find it's uh, got that sunken uh, black part on the bottom. That's to do with uh, irregular watering or not uh, dry and wet, dry and wet. And that is what happens with container plants because it's hard to keep them evenly moist and they require daily watering. Uh, the tomatoes take up a huge amount of uh, water. And so just do your best to water them every day and make sure that they don't dry out so much that the plant will wilt. Many times you will only see blossom end rot on the first couple tomatoes and then not uh, afterwards. Celebrity is a wonderful uh, of, uh, cultivar variety of tomatoes uh, to grow, so that's a, a very good one, and hopefully you won't see it anymore. Just try to keep those plants watered as much as possible. Very good. This texter says this, Mary, I have a row of arborvitaes for privacy 12 feet tall, but some of the bottom limbs seem to be dead. Can I plant some kind of bush under the trees to fill in those bad areas? You can try doing that, yes. Um, you want to look for shrubs that will tolerate shade conditions or maybe a taller perennial, but the perennial, of course, would die back um, in um, in the winter. So uh, there are some uh, <clears throat> wonderful shade-tolerant shrubs. Um, evergreens like yews are quite uh, tolerant of shade. Um, the northern lights azaleas uh, are tolerant of shade. So we have um, lots more recommendations online um, at extension.umn.edu. There's a publication, The Best Plants for 30 Tough Sites, and that has a list of shade-tolerant uh, shrubs there as well. Um, I would say you might want to plant it out a little bit, not try to put it up right on totally underneath the, the arborvita, but a little further out, it will be easier to dig. You'll encounter less roots, but um, still, so it would grow nearby and have some shade. I'm glad you brought up the website. I was using it just the other day to, uh, looking for more information about tomato plants. Yeah, extension.umn.edu. Just a wealth of information on that uh, great website. Uh, Mary Fred, I believe, is calling in this morning from uh, West St. Paul. Fred, you are on CCO with Mary Meyer. 
Oh, good morning, Mary. Uh, my wife and I regularly listen to your show and really appreciate all the info you give. Our question is, uh, we have a magnolia that anchors the corner of our home, and uh, it appears to be uh, suffering from a real infestation of scale. And I've taken pictures of it and put it up on your uh, on your website, uh, but uh, we're just frustrated because we so much enjoy the plant and don't know what the next, next steps are going to be. Yes, Fred, this is a really uh, a, a difficult problem, and unfortunately, we've had more and more scale issues now with magnolias in our area. It's very, it's, it's hard to control this, um, and timing is really everything, but it requires repeated years of control. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I have, I have talked to some people who have decided to cut down their magnolias because the chemical control and the um, repeated uh, applications are, are quite frustrating. Um, depending on how much of it you have, you can put gloves on and, and try to hand remove and rub a lot of the stems. Um, you can take a spray of water and try to dislodge the scales. Uh, you can use uh, insecticidal soap. Uh, you can use neem oil. Um, the heavy-duty insecticides to control this are the neonicotinoids. These are the insecticides that have been so controversial and kill pollinators. So the, there's no, there are no flowers right now on your magnolia because they came earlier this year. However, if there are other plants nearby in the root zone where you apply this neonicotinoid, that can be taken up by other plants and can affect pollinators. So it's 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 very frustrating. Uh, we have just passed the crawler stage. Uh, the crawler stages are are pretty much gone now, and I think most of them that have a scale on a harder shell, they're a little harder to control now. The timing is is earlier in the spring. Um, but we have a great information page on that. I'd encourage you to read it online for Magnolia Scale. And uh, you, you just have to be very vigilant. And uh, it'll take two or three years, I'm afraid, to really get rid of the scale. Yep. Extension.umn.edu. We will mention that before Mary takes her leave today. Mary, we uh, need to look at that uh, forecast. So hang on. We're going to do that. And we have about another half hour of the show to go. It's the Smart Garden Show here on News Talk. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show. Denny Long here with Mary Meyer from the University of Minnesota. Mary, we always like to ask you, and this is, well, any time is a great time to get to the Arboretum. What's going on uh, at the Arboretum this time of year? Wow, there are so many things in bloom at the Arboretum. I was just admiring the beautiful lilies there yesterday. Uh, of course, there are a lot of day lilies out, but the beautiful hybrid lilies, oriental lilies, oh, their fragrance is just amazing. Uh, the prairie is starting to bloom. There are a lot of uh, flowers out in the prairie, the hydrangeas, roses, beautiful collection of annuals. They're very, very showy. So wonderful things that are blooming at the Arboretum. Um, there's a, Tonight and tomorrow, there's a special 
outdoor performance by the American Ballet Company. I'm I'm actually going to that tonight. Oh, right. And it's yeah, it's wonderful. When I looked yesterday, there were tickets still available for that for some of the sections for seating. So looks like a beautiful thing to be doing this weekend to enjoy an outdoor performance at the Arboretum. But new trails for walking. There's a new walking trail there, and there's uh, work is just being finishing up for the new bike path that will be in front of the Arboretum. Now, what, what's the procedure of getting there, and uh, do you need reservations? Do you have to call them, get online? What, what's oh, the procedure? Yes. yes, you do need reservations to go to the Arboretum, but there are reservations as soon as 9 o'clock this morning. So just go online. It's very easy to make a reservation, and then um, you just have your barcode on your phone to show that when you go in the gatehouse. The Arboretum is just west of the intersection of 41 and 5. Now, Route 5 is open the whole way to come uh, from the east. 41 South is currently closed just for a brief spot, and there's an easy detour right around that on Century Boulevard. So uh, there is some work because of the bike path that's going in, but the detours are clearly marked and easy. Yes, they are. I just used it the other day myself, as a matter of fact. (laughs) Good. All right. Uh, Mary, we have a bunch of callers and texters as usual, so let's get back to it. I think Tony is calling in from Minneapolis uh, first up there this morning. Thank you for waiting, Tony. What's your question for Mary? Hello, Tony. All right. Tony may have taken his leave. How about Ron in New Brighton? Is Ron there? Hello? Hello. Oh. (laughs) I'm still here. Oh, go ahead. What's what's your question? Okay, thank you, Denny and Mary, for such a great show and a great forecast, might I mention. All right. Uh, uh, my my lawn uh, with watering restrictions. Uh, we have a lot of shade in our backyard, and it's held up real well. My front yard faces straight south, and I don't have much shade out there. And it's uh, it's doing pretty well with the uh, with the watering restrictions. However, I always used to take care of my own lawn. Last couple of years, I've had a lawn service. They came the first week in May, and that was the last nutrition the lawn nutrients that the lawn got. Now, my question is, can I fertilize now with a supposedly non-burning fertilizer, such as Melorganite or some of the Scotts products, or should I just wait? Uh, I'm thinking about firing my lawn service, quite frankly, and going back doing it myself. I would I would wait to put on any fertilizer because fertilizer is really not the limiting thing now in keeping your lawn green or growing. It's really water and lower temperatures. So those are both hard uh to to control. So I would wait until um things are cooler and we get closer to the 1st of September to uh, to fertilize. The the ideal time for lawn renovation in our uh, climate is really August 15th to September 15th. And that's for, uh, you know, reseeding and uh, growth. We have a lot of growth of lawn roots in the fall when the weather is cool. 
But right now, the plant is really not growing very much. And so fertilizer is not a limiting factor. Water and cool temperatures are really uh, will help growth more. Very good. Uh, Texas says, when and how do you divide tiarellas? Tiarellas. This is a, a, a perennial and, uh, you know, could you? I think you probably could do that this um, right now. That is more of an early spring wildflower. It's more, well, not real early spring, but it's more of uh, just in its green form now and not flowering as much. I personally have not divided a tiarella, but if you have a healthy plant and it's thick and full, I would uh, dig it up, uh, just put a um, uh, a knife right through the middle of it, divide it maybe just in half, uh, unless it's really huge, maybe three or four sections, and then replant it and water it well. Uh, you might cut off some of the foliage to compensate for some of the root loss when you're doing that division. But as long as you can water it really well, I would do it now. Um, if you wait till temperatures are cooler, uh, that's fine too. I wouldn't wait. Uh, I'd do it uh, sometime uh, so it would have a month to recover before the um, be- before the really cold weather. So uh, you'd want to have it done uh, by October 1st. Okay. Let us try on the phone uh, Tony again from uh, Minneapolis. Tony, are you with us? Can you hear me? Uh, we certainly can. What, what oh, is your question? Great. Thanks for calling. I have, I have, thank you. I, I have a quick one regarding Japanese beetles. And every, every year I get them, and every year I pick them off. This year I was no exception. They were out there busy eating. And the last two days, I haven't seen a beetle. I don't know what happened. I'm not complaining, by the way. <laughs> Good. Well, thanks for letting us know what your experience is. Um, you probably saw a lot of the first wave that came out they, uh, late, late June or around the 4th of July. And they tend to come in, and you'll notice that first wave. Now, sometimes if you've been uh, diligent about picking them off, uh, you may have eliminated a lot in your area, and sometimes they can smell each other. They will come in where they uh, find more beetles. They'll just collect on top of each other. So you may have done a, a good job in um, in controlling them on your yard. Good for you. All right, very good. Thanks, Tony. Uh, Gary is on the horn uh, from uh, St. Louis Park, I think, this morning. Gary, thank you for waiting. What's your question? Hi, good morning, Denny. Good morning, Mary. Mary, last spring, um, I, I really did a, a power-raking, magnificent job in the backyard to, to dig up all of the thatch that was left over from last winter, and it worked beautifully. And now I'd like to do the front yard, and I'm wondering, should I do that in the fall, or should I just wait until spring to do that? You can do that in the fall. It's it's okay to do power raking in the in the fall. Uh, I would wait till we get closer to August fifteenth, and uh, we have uh, cooler conditions, and hopefully more uh, rain will be coming in. But yeah, that's a great thing to do uh, in the fall. You did in the spring. That's okay. All right. This texture says this, Mary. What will kill plantain in my lawn? Well, plantain very common uh, weed. 
and uh, often grows in compacted soils uh, and uh, and poor nutritionally soils, poor uh, no, low nutrition soils. But all the broadleaf weed killers, uh, they they will say plantain right on the label. That's what we like to see the plant that you want to control on the label. And then just use the uh, recommended uh, directions that are on the label, especially depending on the temperatures. The temperatures with weed control are really uh, critical. So you don't want it really hot and you don't want it really cold. But the broadleaf weed killers, especially ones that have two or three active ingredients, will all do a good job on plantain. All right. This listener says, can I still prune my ewes? Yes, as a matter of fact, I have a U I should be pruning uh, today. So, so yes, I I try to do most pruning by the fifteenth of July. So we are getting getting down to it, but yes, should be fine. All right, Catherine is calling in uh, this morning from Blaine, I believe. Catherine, thank you. What is your question for Mary Meyer? Good morning, and thank you for taking my call. And uh, Mary, I have a question in the back and and i'm just curious there was a it's like a fungus it's called stinkweed i believe and i i mean it's just it was propagating it was just growing all over so i um i I took it up to uh, a, a garden up the road a gardener and um she said that it was it was beneficial to your garden I found it hard to believe because it looks like an alien kind of thing growing in my garden. Can you can you go a little further with that, please? Okay, Catherine, I'm sorry I missed part of what you said in the beginning, but I think you're asking me a plant about a plant that someone named as stinkweed. Uh, and you want to know, they told you it was good, but you're really wondering if it is. Oh, what the heck is stinkweed? I do not know. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to think if I've ever heard of a plant called stinkweed. Um, maybe pennycrest. This is a uh, plant in the brassica family, which is a very common. The brassicas tend to be cool season weeds. Come up a lot early in the spring, and then they have seed pods. Uh, these are not beneficial a lot early in the spring, and then they have seed pods. Uh, these are not beneficial. They're just common weeds. Um, I would do your best to make sure that uh, you can get this plant identified. If you send a picture of it in to ask a master gardener, um, they can identify it for you. But it sounds to me like it might be one of the common uh, brassicas field pennycrest and it has uh, a lot a seed bank it is not really a beneficial weed oh, okay great all right very good now, mary we need to take a quick break we have more show to come mary meyer from the u of m is uh, with us this morning on our smart garden show here on news talk a30 wcco we'll be back We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show here on CCO every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour. Thanks for joining us. Mary Meyer is helping you out today. Mary from the University of Minnesota. Mary, we have a bunch of listeners that uh, still need some help here, so let's see how many we can help before you take your leave. Uh, here's one that says, is it okay to cut out dead branches from a rose, bu- a rose bush now, or is it too late? Also, I didn't trim a flowering bush late spring due to heat. Can I trim it now? A couple of questions for you. Yes, go ahead and prune out dead uh Dead uh, branches on the rose bushes, most any uh, plant with dead branches, you can take those off. The spring flowering shrubs, uh, uh, maybe. So if it's really too large, I would go ahead, something like a forsythia and so on. We'd like to prune those right after they flower, but I would go ahead and do that now. Okay. This listener says, for years, I put impatience in my garden, but a number of years ago, a fungus affected them. Is it safe now to plant impatience? Yes. You can find disease-resistant downy mildew, downy mildew disease-resistant impatience. Um, I don't think many people are selling anything except the disease-resistant ones now. So you should ask at the garden centers. There are lots of impatience available, and they're Two or three companies have developed disease-resistant ones, but yes, you should be able to now. Okay. Uh, This uh, listener says, my potted annuals, including petunias, were heat damaged last weekend while we were out of town. Is there any hope? You know, it's tough to say. Um, If the leaves are totally brown and crisp, those leaves are dead and and uh, looking dead and they are dead new buds have to grow from the stem of a plant like that and it really depends on how badly it was damaged you'll usually be able to tell a week or so afterwards you'll see the new growth coming out or only a few of the leaves will be damaged it really depends on what the plant was and how long it was hot Um, This has been a strange year. I have lost plants from the frost when we had that uh, late frost killed plants, and now I've had plants die from the heat. So it's it's been a challenging year for gardeners. Well, that's for sure. 
My Miss Kim lilacs, said a listener, and our Japanese lilac tree have no blooms this year. Last year they both were amazing. Do these plants typically bloom off and on again? No, they don't. We are usually uh, lucky in that in that those li- lilacs are a wonderful plant for us in Minnesota, and they usually will bloom consistently every year. The only thing I can say is that last summer we saw a huge defoliation of lilacs. In fact, that was one of our most common questions on this show. Uh, the foliage uh, died from a, what we think were a couple of leaf spot foliar disease, diseases, and perhaps your lilacs were weak, weakened from that. Hopefully next year they will be just fine. But you want to be, be careful not to prune lilacs late in the year because you'll actually can cut off the flower buds as well. So don't do any pruning on your plants, uh, and hopefully they will be fine next year. Okay. This listener says, I have two large burning bush on the southwest corner of my garage. They have always looked healthy and grown like crazy for 30 years. This year, one of them is full of leaves as usual. The other is totally bare. Not a leaf anywhere. What happened and what should I do about it? Thank you. Well, the one that has no leaves is probably dead. I would cut back, uh, cut on the stem and, and see if you can see any green in the stem at all. If it's very brittle and breaks and is very dry, then the whole thing is dead. You can cut it off. A burning bush will sometimes come back from the base. And uh, a couple of years ago, it's, it, it's like two, two years ago, I think it was in uh, 2019, um, we had saw severe dieback of burning bush. I've never seen that in my life. As you say, they're 30-year-old plants. They're very, very hardy. But we had a lot of winter kill, which was quite unusual. Um, so perhaps this one is just just uh, died or was weakened and now um, is dying. But um, it's hard to explain that. I'd cut off, try to see if it's anything. It sounds like it's totally dead. So you may as well cut it down. Okay. That's a good question. We talk about watering our lawns, listener says, but how important is it to water our trees and what kind, if any, needs water most? This is a great question, yes. So our trees really do need water, especially anything that was planted in the last couple of years or this year. You really do need to pay attention with watering um, trees. There is a wonderful video on our extension website on three ways to water trees. It's only about two minutes long, but it talks about putting your hose down on the ground 15 minutes on all four sides, 15 minutes each. So this would be one hour of letting the water run around a tree. That is one of three methods, easy methods to water a tree. It takes longer than most of us think to really water. And if we don't have an inch of water a week, then we really need to water trees, especially ones that were recently planted. Mature trees, older trees, they usually can get by with no problem. But if if you've had a tree you've planted in the last couple of years, please pay attention to watering it, um, especially in areas where there's a severe drought, which is now 40% of the state of Minnesota. 
Isn't that something? Mary, we have less than 60 seconds to go. How about uh, giving our listeners the uh, University of Minnesota website? Yes, we have a wonderful amount of information at extension.umn.edu. You can click on Yard and Garden. We have articles on watering trees, lawns, care for plants in hot weather conditions. Lots of great information at extension.umn.edu. Excellent. Mary, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for your help, and uh, let's talk soon. Thank you, Denny. Always a pleasure. Mary Meyer from the University of Minnesota. Get those home improvement questions ready next hour. Thanks to our friends at Lindis Construction. We'll be fielding those questions for you uh, on our home improvement show with Andy Lindis here on CCO. Slight chance of showers today here in the Twin Cities. It might even be raining where you are. Otherwise, partly sunny near 78. That's the high for today. We dropped to 61 overnight. Sunny and near 84 tomorrow. And Monday, mostly sunny, high near 82. We could be up to 88 by the end of the week. Right now in the Twin Cities, mostly cloudy skies. Uh, Humidity 81%, dew point 60. CCO temperature reading 66. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.